Hey, this is Heather from the Word Alive media team. You're joining us this week from Kent and Bev's home, where we're getting back to the basics and finding our prayer language. You can visit our Facebook page for all the scriptures and links for this message. We want to take just a minute and share a word with you um, that I really believe the Lord put in my spirit uh, just last week. And so I'm kind of excited about this pause because I didn't know when I would get to sh- get to share this with you. Most of you know that uh, tomorrow is the uh, uh, big championship game. Alabama's playing in the championship. And whether you're an Alabama and Auburn fan or whatever college fan you are, I mean, it's always a, a big treat just to get to be in a championship. And so our state, once, once again, is contending in the national championship. And if the Lord's listening to us today, we'd just throw up a prayer, hey, we'd, we'd like, like to have to one win. more championship. Yeah, we Lord. would like to be the champions. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there's Clemson fans praying too. I, I'm so. sure there are. But uh, but we're uh, we, we know that game's tomorrow. And so what what was interesting to me is when you think about Nick Saban, the head coach who's created such a dynasty here at the University of Alabama, it's interesting that one of his mantras, if you will, is just do the basics well and the victories will come. And I thought about that, and actually I asked Bev to help me write an article for a magazine I write for that goes around the world through Neville Johnson's ministry, and so uh, we're going to make that available to you online as well today, but that that began to rise up in me last week about doing the basics, and it tied to something that happened to me recently. I don't know about you, but Bev and I could probably testify that the last decade's just been difficult. It's been difficult for a lot of believers that we know, difficult for a lot of churches and ministries. It just seems like we've been in a season of discipline and, uh, and contending and warfare and etc. And I know I've talked to many of you and you feel the same. And over time it produces a weariness. You just get weary. You get weary in spirit. You get weary in body and soul. And even stepping into 2017, I know 2016 with the election and all the spiritual dynamics that surrounds that, it's just all of a sudden you can just feel weary. And honestly, that happened to me just about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. I just just realized I'm just weary. And so I went to the Lord in prayer about it, and I felt this scripture rise up inside of me. And uh, it's, you know, it's interesting how you sow the word of God in your heart, and then all of a sudden it, come, it, it, oh, it, it, comes, it, it, it comes back. It comes for, back. Y- for you. For you. Yes, for you and through you, but definitely for you. I knew I had read it, but it said something like this. This is the rest that I will cause the weary to rest. This is this word that came inside of me. I'm like, I know that's a scripture. And so I went and found it. I jotted it down here. It's actually Isaiah 28, 11 through 12. And here's what it says. This is what the Holy Spirit reminded me. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not. And when I read that, I knew that the Lord was talking to me about praying in the spirit or praying in tongues which is such a basic concept to the Christian faith if you understand the scriptures. Yet I think many of us are moved away from that because maybe complacency or some of us maybe have never engaged in it because of fear. But it is a reality that this is one of the basic concepts, basic spiritual principles that God has given us so that we can actually refresh our own spirits. And the way I know that is Paul referenced this in 1 Corinthians 14, 21. If you're taking notes there today or jotting down some scriptures, Paul references this scripture in Isaiah when he's encouraging the church of Corinth to pray in the Spirit and desire spiritual gifts. Paul references this exact scripture saying, this is the rest 
that I'll cause the weary to rest is when you're praying in another mm -hmm. tongue. Well, and the refreshing part of it, because when we don't know how to pray, this is the power of the Holy Spirit within us because He is praying for us, yes. through us, to the Father. And so when we lose sight of that and we forget this amazing power that indwells us, then we negate the refreshing. Absolutely. I mean, we are designed to really flow in that power and to be connected to God, the Father. But sometimes we just, as human beings, we just frail and we just fail at that. But the Holy Spirit never fails and He is not frail. He is the power of God in us. Absolutely. And I got excited when I started just saying, well, maybe it's just that simple. Maybe it's just getting back to the basics of taking 15, 20 minutes a day, half hour maybe, and just praying in the Spirit. And so I've engaged in that the last few days. And you know what? It's making a difference. It is making I'm a difference. I'm finding a spiritual strength. I'm finding a renewal. I'm finding a refreshing. Now, I'm not totally there yet. See these dark circles under my eyes? But I'm getting there. <laughs> And, uh, and it's exciting. And so then I began to really search the scriptures to begin to look for the, the understanding, the basic understanding again of praying in the Spirit. And man, I got excited when I saw the several scriptures. One, Bev mentioned about praying the will of God. Why is, it, why is this basic principle, praying in the Spirit, so important to us as believers? Well, number one, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. That word edify, like edifice, builds up. And so when you pray in the Spirit, you are building up your spiritual strength. It's no different than going to the gym and doing exercises that build you up physically. When you pray in the Spirit, you get built up in the Spirit, man. That's why it says something like this, be strong in your inner man. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And so when we pray in the Spirit, our spirit is exercising that gift and, and literally building us up. Then in Jude 20, uh, it says something very interesting. It says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, something happens because we know faith's a gift and it's not a mental ascension, but it's in the Spirit. So we know when we pray in the Spirit, not only does it build, us, build our spirit up, but it actually builds and increases our faith. And then the third point I found, uh, which the one Bev mentioned, is Romans 8, and it says something very powerful. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Anybody ever feel weak, feel weak when you pray? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of, will of God. So we know when we pray in the Spirit, we may not know what the will of God is, but the Holy Spirit is praying through us the perfect will of God. I, it's so exciting because we really do have that gift. And when we exercise it, the, the thing about physical exercise, and, and we really try to be faithful. We, yes. we, we've lost a little time here, a little ground, because we've just been so busy. But you do see immediate results in just your energy level. But sometimes if you're trying to build muscles or you're trying to stay just strong, it takes you a little bit. But the difference in the spirit is you can go into your prayer closet feeling absolutely different 
defeated and come out after 10, 15 minutes of praying in your prayer language and you feel like a victorious That's champion. So I mean, your circumstances may have not changed in the natural, but you've affected the heavenlies and you have changed on the inside. And that's really the encouraging part about it. We don't have to know how to pray because the Holy Spirit is praying through us. Absolutely, and it's a spiritual weapon. Uh, Paul talked about in Ephesians 6, I think verse 18, he said, after putting on the whole armor of God, he said, then praying always in the Spirit. And whether we want to believe it or not, there is a spiritual warfare around us that's wanting to destroy us, kill us, steal our joy, mm -hmm. steal our peace, steal what God's doing in our life. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And so we know warfare in the Spirit is handled by the Holy Spirit as we pray in tongues. And then the most exciting part of it that I found is found in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, the fifth and final point. It literally says this, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Man, I love that. that. I found that when you pray in the Spirit, you unlock the mysteries of God. You unlock the, the hidden things in the Spirit that God's not hiding from you. He's actually hidden for you. And when we pray in the Spirit, those things are unlocked. I received a beautiful gift for Christmas. Uh, I've asked Bev, Bev to share this. It's a book called The Book of Mysteries by Jonathan Cain, the rabbi. Con. Uh, Con, yeah, yes. I'm sorry. That wrote The Harbinger. Yep, yes. exactly right. Mm -hmm. And it's a 365-day devotional. And uh, I love the way the Holy Spirit is. So I got up this morning, of course, saying, Lord, you know, uh, this is unusual for Bev and I to sit and talk to a camera on Sunday morning, but, you know, help us do this. And uh, I was just looking for some encouragement. And so I read the next day that I had outlined in this book, and it was amazing. Uh how it tied with what we're talking about today. So, Bev, am I taking a minute? Just oh, absolutely. That out? This is the Ruach. He took me to an open desert plain. It was a windy day, so windy it was almost violent. Come, said the teacher. He was asking me to walk against the winds blowing, so I did. What is it like to walk against the wind? He asked. It's a struggle, I replied. In the language of Scripture, he said, the word for wind is Ruach, but it has another meaning. It also means the Spirit. In Hebrew, the Holy Spirit is the holy wind. So what happens if you walk against the wind? It creates drag. Mm. It becomes harder to walk and you get tired. In the same way, he said, when you walk against the Spirit, it creates a drag on your life. Everything you do becomes harder. It takes more energy to do less. So when you walk against His Spirit, you're fighting against the wind. And you can't walk against the direction of the wind without getting weary and worn out. Mm. And what way is the direction of the wind? The Spirit. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Therefore, it blows in the direction of the holy and blows against the direction of the unholy. Now try something else. Turn around and walk back the same way you came. So I did. I was now walking in the direction of the winds blowing. And what was that like, he asked. It was much easier, I said. Mm -hmm. That's because there was no drag, he said. You were walking in the direction of the wind, and the wind helped you walk. It moved you ahead. It made your walking easier. So when you walk against the wind, it creates drag. Hmm. But if you turn around, then the wind gives you power. So it is with the Spirit. If you turn, if you change your course, if you repent, if you walk in the Spirit, then the drag will disappear. Then the Spirit will empower you and will move you forward. And then everything you do that you must do will become easier. 
So if you walk in the spirit, I said, life will go from being a drag to being a breeze. <laughs> yes, said the teacher, for those who walk in the spirit, the wind is at their back. And the mission, what part of your life is against the direction of the spirit? Today, turn it around and start walking with the wind at your back. Isn't that powerful? You it know is. That just, that's it's, a, it, just, it makes me happy just reading that because I can really relate to that. I mean, honestly, just how much easier it is to go with the flow yes. instead of saying no. And, and there's <laughs> like that old saying or that uh, uh, blessing, if you will, that says, may the wind always be uh -huh. at your back, right? And that's what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. He's wanting to move us now back to the basics of praying in tongues. Now, uh, maybe it's uh, you're like me, you just kind of got complacent in that and kind of started <clears throat> neglecting that gift that's on the inside of you. Well, I want to encourage you, Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God that's in you. So even today, begin that. We're, la we're launching tomorrow 21 days of prayer. We'll be joining actually at Word Alive every morning at 6 a.m. for the next 21 days, and we'll be praying together. And if you can't get out to the campus, just begin to exercise that spirit in your home, and but just begin to establish the next 21 days. They say in 21 days you can create a habit. Just create a habit of getting up in the morning, spending a little bit of time, 15, 20 minutes even, praying in the spirit intentionally i was having a conversation with one of the young men we're raising up around here as a disciple recently we we're driving down the road in the car just two or three days ago and he was like can't you mean you can just pray in the spirit anytime you want to you don't have to feel anything special and yes the answer is yes it is an absolute gift it's a prayer language it's a power that's available to each and every one of us but maybe you've never even been filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never asked the Lord to fill you. Well, there's a powerful scripture in Luke 11, 9 through 12 that says, So I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. If a son asks for bread from a father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so right now today, it may even be easier at home. You know, you're by yourself. There's nobody around you to say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit in my pajamas while I'm drinking coffee. He'll do it. He will, he will do fill it. you with the Holy Spirit and give you a prayer language right there. And that will be your weapon against the enemy. It will be the tool in your hand that God has given you so that you can move forward spiritually in this season. So I really feel the Lord speaking to us. Get back to the basics. Get back to this place of praying in the Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to pray the will of God for you, allowing the Holy Spirit to build you up in your spirit life, build up your faith, to do the warfare necessary to keep you free from the satanic attacks that want to assault you, but also bringing about the mysteries of heaven that God wants to download in your life. We believe 2017 is going to be a great year at Word Alive, and it's going to be a great year in your life. And so, Bevan, I just want to take a minute and pray for you right here on Facebook Live, right here live <laughs> streaming. And we just say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, yes. we thank you for the powerful gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that you've gifted us with the Holy Spirit. Thank you that there's no greater power on earth than your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are the Spirit of life. You are the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And now you're alive and you live in us. You said something like this, Lord. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And so I ask you right now in our lives and in the people watching today, our Word Alive family and friends, let the Holy Spirit 
like a torrent, <coughs> like a wind, rise up inside us right now. Baptize us afresh in this beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit praying in tongues. Baptize those for the first time today. We just say now we activate you. We stir you up. We release you into it now in the name of Jesus Christ. We just say be filled, be stirred, be released even now through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Be empowered, be lifted up, be strengthened, be refreshed, be renewed, be restored even now as you begin to function and move in this powerful gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We thank you right now for people being touched and changed and healed and delivered even by your Spirit in the name of Jesus. I just feel right now there's somebody watching and you just right now ask the Lord and He fills you with the Holy Spirit. Send us that praise report. Let us know what God's doing right there in your living room today. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit here today praying for you. I have a word of knowledge. There's many watching me today and you've been plagued by panic attacks and anxiety. The last few days I've been feeling the spirit of anxiety and now I realize it's a word of knowledge that many people today are going to be delivered from this. Paul the Apostle said something like this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will cover your heart and mind. We say now the spirit of anxiety is broken. We break <coughs> the spirit of fear, the spirit of panic attacks in the name of Jesus, and we speak the peace of God on you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the refreshing, renewing power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. Just stir it up. <laughs> Go ahead. Pray in tongues right there in your living room. Start making it a habit. I'm telling you that's the Lord speaking to us and the Lord's going to move us powerfully forward in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back. Oh, yes, amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can be spontaneous when it's Sunday morning in your church you're at your house. <laughs> so God's moving by His oh Spirit. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Did, did you share... Um, how long has it been since you shared your testimony about us being filled with the Holy Spirit? I was Spirit? just thinking about that. Josh, how much time we got? Are we doing all right? We're doing good. All right. <clears throat> tell, tell, well, this is very powerful because this, this, this may be important. We may have another wave of it coming at you because uh, when Bev, Bev and I first started seeking the Holy Spirit after we got saved to be able to pray in tongues, I grew up in a denomination that really you know, talked about it frequently and believed in it. And Bev grew up in a denomination. I had never heard of being filled with the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, the only time Holy Spirit was ever uh, mentioned was the doxology. I mean, that was sung, you know, uh, when you came into the service. And so I really didn't know. I knew Jesus and I knew God. I knew about Jesus, uh, excuse me. <coughs> and I knew about God, but I didn't really know anything about Holy Spirit. Tell them what happened. Well, we started attending a spirit-filled church, and there had been a lot of teaching about it, but I, it really went over my head. I mean, we had so many other issues that were, were coming to the forefront um, that I was just happy to be saved. I was really happy to be going to church. Um, we were newly married. We were very much in love, very happy. Uh, you know, after three years, I was pregnant, and... Um, with our, our son Caleb and just so excited about life in general and really had a, just an overall joy and a sense of satisfaction in life. And Kent had been begging to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I, I didn't even know really what it was that he was asking for. 
and we were standing in church one Sunday morning, and I really can't sing, but oh Lord, I worship loud. I mean, I have a loud voice and I can really project, not quite like Kent can. But I was just worshiping and I had my eyes closed and I was singing to the Lord and all of a sudden just and I just shifted into from from praise and worship to to literally praying in my my prayer language and this I mean like spirit of joy just really began to pour out of me well, Kent was, I mean, just a little aggravated, and he elbowed me. I mean, look, what I'm telling you, I mean, he has said this, and he always makes it sound like he just kind of nudged that me. Was it. Oh, no. He elbowed me, and he said, how'd you get that? And I didn't even know what, what was happening to me. So that was um, probably 19, the end of 1987. Right. Uh, yeah, somewhere in the middle of 1987, because Caleb was born in, in 88. And I've been filled with my prayer language ever since. And I learned something about it that really intrigues me because, you know, uh, to um, activate your prayer language, you know, you have to speak it out loud. But I'm at the point in my spiritual walk, I pray in the spirit internally. Mm -hmm. I, my, my prayer language is activated. And when I'm in times of stress or I don't know how to pray or especially if I'm in the middle of a counseling session and someone really needs to hear uh, a, a word from the Lord and I just don't really have it. I mean, I can shift right into my prayer language internally in my spirit mm -hmm. man. And, and he is so faithful every time to download me with just what that person, it, the answer that they have come for, or at least the hope of an answer for them. And so that's my story of how I was filled in the Holy Spirit. Kent was on another whole quest. I mean, it took me six months to get through the Holy Spirit. I was so, so religious thinking I had to get everything oh, right but, to get it. But you have to understand how aggravated he was. I mean, I didn't even pray around him. And we still, you know, they, it, counselors, uh, marriage counselors and um, really wise people who, have, who are educated and really have studied this say that couples should pray together. It's one of the most hostile environments for us. We've tried it because he said that I prayed too long. That, you know, once I start, and, and I came to realize it's not that I prayed too long. It's just his attention span is so short small. Have a small one. that he gets so aggravated with me when I'm praying because, I mean, once I get into a flow, I mean, I'm in the river and I, I am swimming in it, but not Kent. No, no, he's like, I can, I can hear him over there going, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Shut her down, Bev. Amen. Shut it's, her down. We got to go. doing the same thing now. Amen, Bev. Right. Because it was such an amazing experience for me. Um, and I know I've said this publicly, but I'm going to say it again. My name is Beverly Joy. And um, I really have always had just a, a joyful heart. I mean, there lots of things have happened in my life, lots of circumstances, and many challenges and obstacles. But I don't really lose my joy and this was probably the greatest gift to me when I read the scripture that said the joy of the Lord mm. is your strength yes. and I took that so personally because I know that God downloaded me with a gift of joy so that life really wouldn't beat me down and that I would always overcome and the prayer language that God has given me as a gift has sustained me through so many obstacles in my life.
And um, I really encourage you. It, it's, I know people don't understand it. They compare it to all kinds of things and they say that that gift has faded away, but it absolutely has not faded away. The Holy Spirit is as powerful now as he was in the beginning and as he will be in eternity. Mm. So I encourage you, begin to stir that gift of joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Beautiful. Well, I pray today you've been as blessed as we are. I feel like we've had church right here in our <laughs> den. Praise God. And so contact us. Let us know what's happening. Now, we're just sitting here looking at the camera, but uh, I know some stuff's happening. So we have some uh, moderators on Facebook and on live streaming. Contact them. Ask questions. Ask for prayer. They'll pray with you there online or just let us know the praise reports. Just let us know, if you will, how many's there with you watching so we can maybe kind of testify next week at church how many were watching today online. We really appreciate you taking time to tune in today and be with us. And we hate not being at church with you, but we look forward to next week. We'll be back for 9 and 11 o'clock services. Uh, Freedom Track will be going. The Art of Leadership will be going. And uh, once again, if you, if you don't mind giving online this week, it would really help us. When, obviously, when you're not attending, you can't bring your tithes and offerings. As we, do, as we say, bring it. But if you could consider doing that online or even mailing it in this week, that would help us continue to uh, meet all our obligations well, and here and then around the world. If you haven't done it online, automate the important. This is important. Yes. It's important for you. It's important for uh, furthering the kingdom of God. And I love that. Automate the important. So if you haven't taken the time to do that, it makes it easy for you. It comes right on out of uh, your paycheck, and that way you don't even have to think about it on a, a monthly basis. That's what we do. That way, if, if there's a snow day or an ice day or whatever, we want to make mm-hmm. sure our tithe is getting in uh, to the Lord's hands for His work to be accomplished. And so thank you so much for considering that. We love you, and I guess tomorrow night uh, there'll be a big parties going around for the championship <laughs> game. But listen, get back to the basics. Begin to release your prayer language to God, and I'm telling you, you will be refreshed, you will be blessed, you will be renewed, and we're praying for God to do some really significant things in 2017. Next week, we'll go to number two on the big picture as we talk about being empowered, two types of leadership. It should be an exciting day. We love you. Many blessings to our Word Alive family and friends. I hope you enjoyed this message. For more content like this, please visit wordalive.tv. If you're ready for your next step, you can sign up for Freedom Track either online or by texting FT to 256-280-4099. Have a great week.